breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty. Mornings on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline. I, I, a man whose seat I would not want to be in this morning, Mayor of Blanchard, Jim Galambo. It's a hot one. How are, how are you holding up, sir? Do you have on uh, 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 what, what is it? Flame resistant britches? Is <laughs> you're in that hot seat? Yeah, it's it got hot. That's for certain. But you know what? Comes with the territory. Okay? Well, tell us about so, uh, the situation this morning. Uh, how are repairs? I know this this rain has got to be hindering repairs. Uh, well, we're talking about water in Blanchard, right? Water in Blanchard. And, and people, a lot of people still have low pressure or no pressure. No, not in Blanchard. Not in Blanchard proper. Okay. Um, all our services are up as of yesterday uh, at noon. All of our areas had water, um, including. The furthest reaches of Blanchard of State Line Road uh, down. Uh, you got to remember the oil city customers are oil city customers. We just supply bulk water, okay? Mm-hmm. So, but in Blanchard, so why is Blanchard Elementary? Good. Why is Blanchard Elementary still saying they're having problems? Blanchard Elementary did not have problems yesterday. I talked to the principal, Michelle Burgess. She assured me they had water to flush with, <clears throat> and everything was fine. So, that's a cattle school decision, okay. then, I guess. Well, it's a cattle school decision because okay. the, the other two are closed. I got a call yesterday from the Shannon Wall, the principal at Northwood. They couldn't flush. Um, so we went over there, and uh, they had water running through their meter, and they said they had everything turned off. So, you know, if everything's turned off, you have 14 gallons a minute running through your meter, something's on. So okay. they're looking, and it's the same with uh, Donnie Bickham. So, where, where was the problem? How many how many more repairs do you need to make? Have you identified all the problems? <clears throat> well, early yesterday morning at 6 o'clock, we responded to a, a call that there was a uh, line broke on um, Cattle Lake Road. Uh, we went out there and uh, had it repaired by 10 o'clock. Um, we've got plans on what we're going to do in the future for that, that short water line. Um, and we were concentrating yesterday on building our pressure back up. And uh, we had uh, good overnight results again this morning. It looks very positive for Blanchard. Um, we did last night at 3 o'clock turn partially on Oil City. They're, they're on from the Cattle Lake crossing to uh, the Triangle uh, store out there. We've, we've 40 to 50 residents have, have uh, water this morning and, and yesterday afternoon. And uh, this morning, we are helping Oil City locate. We're going to start at Herndon School and pressure check on our way back to the bayou. If that area is uh, is safe and no leaks, we will uh, turn them on partially. And uh, But in the meantime, we will continue to watch our system. Okay, we don't want to if – we, if we damage the integrity of the progress we've made, you know, we have to start all over again. We, nobody wants to do that. So hopefully, though, uh, uh, we're looking for some leaks in, in Oil City. We're going to be concentrating on the second bore of the bayou over there because that's what broke years ago. And uh, so we're going to concentrate on that area. However, if we do find a leak in the bayou, we have two methods to get water to Oil City, one through 
one over Caddo Lake and one through Herndon because we can backfeed now. So that's a positive news, and we're going to be out there this morning with their people and, and assisting. So as of this morning, everything in Blanchard is back to normal? Uh, water pressure is well, back up and everybody yet. has water? I haven't been to the office yet. I was getting ready to leave when we're doing this call, and I uh, uh, haven't heard anything different. I did get a report this morning on the tank levels. I get it every morning at 6, and uh, the, the tanks are uh, at a good elevation. Um, and, and that was the key, was getting water back to some of the areas in Blanchard, such as where the Longwood store is out there. Mm-hmm. That area is approximately 300, 310 feet of elevation. And, you know, last week and, and, and a couple of days ago, our tanks were only, were still below that level mm-hmm. elevation-wise. So you, you can't, if you don't have water in your tanks higher than the elevation levels you're trying to push to, it, it'll, it won't work. So once we were able to establish that pressure in the system and get the water in the tanks, then we were then we were able to restore the water out there. And uh, we do uh, the the water plant is uh, in is in operation. Yesterday we made approximately three and a half million gallons of water, so we can push to the tanks. Uh, our system holds the, all the distribution lines in Blanchard holds about seven hundred thousand gallons. So when it when it gets completely de- deleted like it had, then it takes us a while to fill everything up. So, so the issues anyway. go back, you know, to during the big freeze and some of the pipes froze, uh, which is what caused this. But did this did this bring uh, to the forefront other issues than in your infrastructure? And what are your long-term plans to try to keep this from happening? Uh, Blanchard was out of water for, what, seven, eight, nine days. Yes, part of Blanchard was out there, part of the system. Um, you know, right before the freeze, um, uh, two days before the freeze, we had a 20-inch main um, break. And, uh, so that was, was even uh, before you know, the freeze? Mains. That was before. The, we fixed that one the next day. Contractor came in, repaired it. Uh, pressure started to build up from that. and um, But we were still making water, a lot of water, putting into the system. We were putting over 2,200 gallons a minute into the system. And we weren't pressuring up. So that gave us an indication that, hey, you got a leak somewhere. Okay. Well, we, we walked the lines. We drove the, 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 the transmission lines and didn't find anything on Monday. On Tuesday morning, we decided to look at and, and look at the, the, the data coming off of the meters in some of our bulk areas, uh, Morningsport, Lakeview, Oil City. Mm-hmm. And that's when we discovered that Oil City had a tremendous usage going on. Now, if you go from 300,000 gallons usage a day and you go up to 980,000, that indicates to us that you've got an issue somewhere. How do you pinpoint where the leak what, is? How hard is that? Well, what we do is we go from, let's say, one water, one, one fire hydrant. We put a, a pressure gauge on it, and we go down, down the line to the next fire hydrant, whether okay. it's 700 feet away, 500 feet away, and put another gauge on that. So if you've got the same pressure taking into consideration changes of elevation, then you go to the next one down the line and do the same thing. You hopscotch along until you find a drop. So at one location, if you've got 80 pounds of pressure and you go down to the next one and you've only got 30, you got an issue between the two of them somewhere. How many of those have you, do you have left to correct? How many problems would you say today you have left to correct? A handful 20. Zero. In, Zero. in Blanchard, we've got everything. Yeah, we're we're repairing leaks as they happen. 
We're helping homeowners with shutting off their water because now in, in the rain, it's hard to find a leak in a homeowner's property because there's standing water all over the place. But what about Oil but City? How many, right, how many problems do you have to correct? Well, we don't know. That's why we're going out there helping them pressure testing. They've, okay. be, they've even got a private company out there helping them. they got the LRWA, which is the Louisiana Regional Water Association. Uh, they're out there helping them, and uh, they also helped us. And, uh, you know, so we're, we're doing everything that makes sense to us to do, and so is Old City. Um, we're talking with them every day. Uh, hopefully we'll get this resolved, you know, very quickly. Uh, in the future, you asked about future plans. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are researching and, and, you know, researching very heavily and talking with the uh, uh, LDH head engineer out here, Barbara Featherman, and uh, we're looking at putting in inline pressure gauges on our on our, our transmission lines that will talk back to the water plant, so that if we if the water plant sees a sudden drop of pressure, they'll be able to let us be aware of where it's at. We can go velvet off, and hopefully we won't have these issues mm-hmm. if with water breaks. Now, people who are dripping faucets, you know, you get a couple hundred people dripping faucets. That that can be an issue during the cold weather. Um, and we'll just have to learn how to deal with that and uh, make sure that the key is making sure the elevated tanks keep water in them. Gotcha. So we're updating, we're updating our communications uh, technology on those tanks. We're, we're looking at different options right now, um, and uh, we will make those corrections. Boil advisory still in effect for Blanchard then? Yes, ma'am. It'll be in effect. Uh, uh, it takes three days after we after our pressure comes back up completely, uh, which it should be. To, uh, the, for the LDH to go ahead and, and test it and then give us the okay, the green light. Mayor Jim Galambus, Blanchard Mayor, thank you so much for your time and the update this morning. I appreciate it. I can get out of my, maybe I can get out of my fire protective suit today. <laughs> we hope so. Thank you, <laughs> get, Mayor. Get rid of those asbestos pants. Yeah, thank you. They're, they're hot. Mike <laughs> and McCarty, 1017 FM, 710 com. Let's get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. See, this is why we've got, and this is not pandering, this is, we got the greatest listeners mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. Uh, we were talking earlier about the 18 wheelers that are not heating the, the tr- uh, detour not warnings, but instructions right, to right. get on to 220 uh, and not drive through Bossier through this construction because these lanes are extremely narrow mm-hmm. and they're narrow with concrete barriers. So it's not like a barrel, you know, the orange barrels that will knock out of the way. Sure. These are going to cause damage. Absolutely. Um, yes, yesterday, a truck traveling westbound between industrial and airline drive got stuck between these barriers, oh. causing a major issue. Mm. We got a message on the Shreveport Security Systems message board. And let me read this because this is very interesting. Mike and Aaron have been driving trucks professionally for 25 years. The problem is that the GPS says the fastest way to go through Shreveport and the younger drivers, those under 35, are following their GPS. Okay? Mm-hmm. But also, and this is... A good majority of professional truck drivers these days don't read English, according to this post. Don't read English, which is against the law, but that's another story. Oh, my. 
Thanks again for the great show. So they can't read the digital signs. Read these English printed digital signs. Are you kidding me? According to this post. Wow. So we need to do our signs in another language too? Or how do you enforce that? If you if, if you've somebody got a goes to court that, and says I can't read your signs, right? Yeah, golly, state police have written some two hundred tickets though to truckers who are doing that. But you know what? The, the trucker communication lines between truckers these days is well, still so good that they all go. You know, well, they all sure. tell each other. You know, hey, they go around, go around in Shreveport, Bossier. Okay, now this is going to be a stupid. I'm assuming they all still have CB radios. Don't I would they talk guess. to one another. Channel was it eighteen, Ruben? You remember that channel nineteen? What was the what was the trucker channel? Uh, I think eight. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. Breaker yeah. one nine. Breaker, Breaker one nine. Oh, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Nineteen. Yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you. There you go. Breaker one nine. Do they still do that, or do they? Is it all I'm digital wondering. on their phones? That's what now. I'm wondering. I don't know. I don't know. But I, I know they don't belong in that construction zone because they're causing problems. I think it's shut down right now. Perhaps I, it, it closed early this morning. Because of another mess. I don't know that this one was an 18-wheeler. Right. But, you know, 220 is is probably faster around right now. You well, know, simply the, because right. of the slow traffic. So I, it, it's a mess. And they and, and state troopers can't keep up with them. And going into, as the, as the lanes narrow, especially coming from three lanes down to one right there uh, as you cross the Red River heading eastbound, mm-hmm. um, it's going to back up because yeah. you've got three lanes converging into one. Right. Once you get past that, then it's not as bad. Everybody's going because there's, there's very little merging traffic. Mm-hmm. But it's it's just causing some major issues. Like I say, those lanes are narrow. Yeah, it's kind of scary. It is kind of. I avoid it. I try to stay off it as much as possible. Well, and most locals, I think, do. You know, mm-hmm. you tr- you travel eighty. Aaron, by the way, we went into Shreveport uh, Saturday night, Friday night. I don't remember. We went into Bozier from mm-hmm. Shreveport. It was in the evening, and and this is how much of a homebody. I couldn't believe the traffic going into Bozier. Yeah. The the Texas Street Bridge right. was backed all the way up God. going into Bozier. Right. I-20 was backed up. I said, well, I'm, I'm a local. I know the shortcuts. And yeah. Went through downtown and got on Texas Street Bridge and went, holy crap, I didn't have, I'm not the only one with this idea. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, what a mess. What so a mess. It was, it was just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rain is holding on this morning. How long will it be here? We're going to talk with uh, Richard Llewelling from the Weather Channel coming up after the news. Mike and McCarty, 101.7 FM, 710 Keel. Bye. Now more breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel. By the way, just uh, on on the Cross Lake Bridge, to, oh. to let's throw some rock salt into this wound. Yeah. Good grief! Apparently, there's an eighteen wheeler that's what sideways. Jack. Yeah, Knight? westbound. So be careful if you're going that way. It's going to be a bit of a mess. Um, interestingly enough, Greg Adams did a lot of work on um, on a post for us on at keelnews.com or on the Keel app. 
Um, Mayor Arsenault really came out guns blazing last year when he took over, saying he wanted to blight was a real big concern. And he moved forward real quickly on tearing down more than 30 dilapidated structures. And I asked him, where are we on tearing down structures? And he sent me um, a list. Last year, they've torn down more than 180 blighted properties Wow! in the city of Shreveport. That is a ton. And Greg did all the work. He put the post up. It's up now, keelnews.com. If you want to see where those properties were and if you want to get a particular property to the city's attention, how you can do that, because um, they're going after it. They're not they're, – they're giving the owners a certain amount of time, and then if you don't do it – they're doing it. And, the city, and then they'll send you the bill. They'll send you the bill. They're paying for it. They'll send you a bill. And if you don't pay the bill, they're going to put a lien on the property. And ultimately, it it could mean the city ultimately gets control of those properties. Right. You know, in a certain amount yeah. of time. Um, so it, it really is. You know, we've talked a lot about blight. And now we're seeing some action. And it's kind of exciting. And these are these are in neighborhoods all over town in all the council districts. I don't think there was any in Grayson Butcher's district. But every other district, there were um, properties torn down. So real interesting stuff. You can go see it right now, keelnews.com. Following through on promises. Mm-hmm. Coming up at uh, 7.40 here, just about a moment or so, uh, Richard Llewellyn with the Weather Channel going to update us on uh, on our rain conditions. Mike and McCarty, 101.7 FM, 710 Keel. Back to the big stories of the day with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. And on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline this morning, Weather Channel meteorologist Richard Lowelling joining us. Richard, good morning, sir. I hope it's uh, drier where you are than where we are. Actually, I think the rain that y'all had over the last couple of days is uh, impacting us here in Atlanta this morning. So uh, we are actually uh, dealing with uh, quite a bit of rain here this morning, even some flooding around this morning as well. Total rainfall amounts since Sunday for our Shreveport, Bossier, and the region. How how bad is it looking? We've had a lot. Uh, we've had 6.34 inches since Monday. We picked up 1.16 yesterday. And right now we are at our seventh wettest start to the year since 1871. Our wettest year was in January of 1899. We picked up nearly 13 inches of rain. And uh, so far this month at Shreveport Airport, we picked up 9.28 inches for the month of January. So uh, we are well on our way to a wet start to this year. Believe it or not, I was looking at last year, too, and last January was pretty wet as well. We picked up 9.81 inches of rain last January. So, you know, I think we're pretty much in line for what we saw this time last year in regards to rain, you know, just above average precipitation. And uh, we still have a little bit more rain to go here before we wrap up the month of January in about a week. When does this rain ending for, like, it tapers off today, but then we get another dose? Is that what I'm looking at? Yeah, I uh, got a note from the National Weather Service in Shreveport, and they're going to cancel the flood watch here probably within the next hour. It looks like most of the rain is going to be out of here probably in the next hour or two, and then we're going to set the stage for uh, some drier weather before another disturbance comes in uh, late tomorrow night into Saturday. Uh, I was crunching the numbers to see how much rain uh, we have versus the weather service. The uh, Our official forecast 
has just a little bit over another uh, third of an inch of rain coming in uh, between uh, 10 p.m. Friday and 10 a.m. Saturday. The weather service has nine tenths of an inch of rain. Uh, so we could, if we get, you know, close to that number in regards to rain shower activity, uh, we could be approaching 10 inches for the month of January in regards to rain. I think uh, once we get through the rain by, you know, four o'clock Saturday afternoon, I think we're done with the rain and I think we're dry for the rest of the month. And dry, you will have sun returning and 60 degrees. Is that what you're giving me? Uh, pretty, mu- pretty much. I mean, right now it looks like uh, we're not going to be dealing with a lot of cold weather coming up here as we look on out through the weekend. We stay pretty much in the 60s, maybe even flirt with 70 degrees for a daytime high next week. And, uh, you know, we uh, look at a fair amount of sunshine, move all the way out through the end of the month with temperatures in the mid and upper 60s. Nighttime lows in the 50s. And then it looks like around Groundhog's Day, February 2nd, is when our next chance of rain returns to the forecast. And then it looks wet as we look on out beyond February 2nd through February 5th. In fact, uh, the uh, Climate Prediction Center, they put out their hazard outlook, and uh, they're saying more heavy rain and more potential flooding on the way for uh, portions of the lower Mississippi River Valley, including us here in the Arklatex as we move from uh, February 2nd through February 5th. No. So uh, it looks like February. No. So more, Yeah, so more heavy rain and flooding concerns on the way as we move into the month of February as well. Well, you, we're looking at Mardi Gras uh, kicking one of the larger parades on February 3rd, which is Saturday. What, uh, what are we looking like that evening? It's looking wet. It looks like the temperatures are going to be in the 60s, but uh, we're going to be looking at the risk of showers in the forecast and, uh, you know, it just doesn't look like it's going to be very dry at all. Rainfall amounts already out from this far out is showing over a half an inch of rain for February 3rd. So I think we're going to be looking at wet weather for that Mardi Gras parade on February 3rd for sure. What about the one on the 10th, the following week? I know it's far out. It's hard to predict. But what is that early on? What's we looking like? We're holding you to it also, by yeah. the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm trending toward wet. It looks like it's probably going to remain wet. That entire period, February 2nd out through at least February 10th and 11th, as we're just going to continue to deal with the risk of showers. Overall, the mild temperatures are going to remain with us with 60s and 40s for daytime highs and nighttime lows, respectively. So, you know, it looks like overall mild temperatures, but just constant bouts of rain that's going to plague the forecast as we move into the month of February as well. Well, we're, we're getting over this deep freeze that we had last week and, and through the weekend. What about, real quick, in the last 30 seconds we've got, what does February look like overall? Are we looking at any more teens, or is it uh, going to be kind of mild into the spring? It, it's looking like out, out in the longer range, out toward mid-February, we could see another bout of cold weather come into the forecast. I think that the first half of the month of February is going to be at or above average, but after that, probably about the middle of February, we'll probably get another bout of cold weather. I don't think we're going to see the teens make a return, but there is going to be some chilly weather out mid to the latter half of the month. Richard Llewellyn with the Weather Channel. Thank you, sir. We know you're busy. We appreciate your time. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. You too, sir. Aaron Buchanan going to join us next hour, giving us an update on this I-20 construction. Mike and McCarty, 101.7 FM, 710keel.com. Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. 
I wish Greggy Poo was in here. Where's oh, Greggy well, Poo? I know. He was here a minute. I think he went into Fletch's in the sports over there. Ruben will help me with this. What? I think this is monstrosity. Okay. Or, you're, you're a wrestling fan. I know he yeah, is. Yeah. Oh, Have you okay. seen? I was going to go, why don't you ask me? But no, yeah. <laughs> no, you I don't got... watch wrestling. No, not at all. Um, WWE Raw, mm-hmm. you're familiar. I mean, it's yes. a monstrosity show. Oh, People yeah. Started, watch it. It started when I was a kid. I remember watching the first one. Have yeah. you been to a live one? I have been to a live one. And yeah. they're crazy. Oh, they're they're insane. They're great. Have I'm just going to play solitaire. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the New Deal? Yes. It is unbelievable, Mikey. They have signed a new deal to move WWE Raw to Netflix. <gasps> no. Yes. <laughs> oh, my, I, wh- I gotta sign up. You don't understand how big that is with your 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 demographic. It's a pretty big deal, considering that I I haven't had regular TV in a really long time, mm-hmm. so I just I just haven't been able to watch. And if I do decide to watch, it's a replay later on. Right. But hold on, but I yeah. need a red four. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah. uh, you got to get. We're going to play high low with you, Mikey Pooh. Oh, okay. Netflix has paid a, a sum of money to get WWE Raw. I how bet much, it's over a hundred bucks. How much do you think Netflix paid? This was stunning. It's uh, two hundred million dollars. Too low. Too low. Too low. Oh my oh. gosh! Way too low. And I was being absurd. <laughs> Way too low. No. Yes. Don't tell me a B. Absolutely a B. A total B. <laughs> totally a B. Five billion dollars. To how, whom? That's how big this is. To the WWE. To Vincent K. McMahon. Yes. <laughs> the streaming deal is worth five billion dollars. That's how big WWE Raw is. Do you know how many people watch this crap? Oh my. I mean this. <laughs> <laughs> there you, yeah, yeah, you know you got it right. Yeah. It is so huge. Five billion dollars. Crazy! You'll watch it now. You have Netflix. You'll be able to watch it. Right. Nothing and wrong with the priorities in you know, our society. I, I'm a little today. more into the Japanese stuff with the exploding barbed wire and all that kind of thing. But, oh, uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll go yep. back to WWE. Hey, what about <laughs> anime WWE? <laughs> oh man, who are the biggest WWE stars? Top three today, if you had to say today. Oh yeah. man, I'm I'm so behind Chuck that I, I'm not sure about today. <laughs> In my day, it was Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, and Mick Foley. Okay, yeah. Greg would know. We'll have Greg to get, would know. We'll have uh, to see, get Greg, yeah. See, I, I, I know all these Japanese guys like Tiger Mask and stuff like yeah. that. Like, nobody would know who they are. When I saw the $5 billion figure, I was like, oh, I don't think Netflix has paid that much for anything ever before. Would they pay that much for NFL football? Probably not. Well, F1, come on. No. That's the biggest you gotta, sport in the world you right You got to think about, like, the if if it's like a regular show, you got to think of in, in terms of cast. They have a huge cast and crew that they have to pay. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. the number has to be high. Absolutely. I just thought it was incredible. Just just didn't know if anybody had heard about it yet. Hold on. I need a red 10. <laughs> Aaron Buchanan with Department of Transportation and Development on the mess on I-20. She's coming up after 8 o'clock. People are going, yeah, buddy, that's how we feel when you talk about F1. So, yeah. <laughs> 1017 FM, 710 Keel.
I when I worked at Channel Three in the production department, you know, you, you you work with people, you know, you get to be friends. Sure. And uh, the guy that was production director for years and years, we got to be very good friends, and we we'd hang in his office, and he used to say. If I were emperor of the world mm-hmm. and then go on to rant. Oh, God. You know, if I were emperor of the world and I'm like, and my, my saying is there are so many people that are, that are fortunate that I am not God. My because God. I, I don't yeah. have the patience and loving kindness that God has. I had an incident. Unfortunately, I need to. I need to work on it. I know that. Had an incident the other day and... um uh, I'm on. Follow me where I'm. Where I am. I'm on 70th Street. Okay, hold on. Where, East where? 70th, toward headed toward Yuri Drive. Targets on the right. Kroger's on the left. Targets I'm headed east. The, uh, hold hold on. Targets on my right. Kroger's targets. on my left. Targets on my right. I'm headed east on okay, 70th. Okay, I got you. I got you. I'm headed toward Yuri Drive. Yes. Okay, I'm with you. So Panera Bread is Caddy Corner. Yeah, if to I your cross right Yuri, up yeah. there. Okay, mm-hmm. got you. I'm coming to that red light there at Yuri Drive. I stop in the middle lane because I'm going forward. Okay. There's a white Yukon in the left turn lane to go north onto Yuri. Okay. There's a lot mm-hmm. of traffic. There's okay. a lot of people at the red light. We're stopped. The person in the Yukon passenger seat. Rolls down the window and drops out onto the pavement between the two lanes of traffic a a tin. It looks like a sardine can, a tin. It could have been that dip. I know some of the dip you put in your mouth comes in a can like that, but it was an oval-type can. Dropped it out, so right? not circular, oval. It was an oval type. Okay. Um, Good Lord. Or rectangular. sardines in the car? Boy, I bet that smelled Well, wonderful. it may have been the dip. I don't know. I, I didn't look close enough. Okay. But I'm kind of behind this Yukon, and I'm looking. I, I can see the license plate. I can't see who did it because they're ahead of me a little bit. But I'm, I'm, my blood is boiling. And they just drop it in the middle of the road. Drop it right out their, their passenger window. Then their their green light turns so they can go, and then their cars behind them are rolling over a tin of whatever it was. I don't know what it was. I'm sure it's empty now because you wouldn't throw it out if you still had sardines in it or dip in it or whatever. Who is who 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 lives like that that they think that's okay that right in the middle of all of us watching you do it, I'm going to drop this out in my car window and it's okay. And I wanted to find out, is there a place I can report this cat? There is. I remember talking about this at one time. I remember coming out of CVS on Uri. Mm-hmm. There's a car in the parking lot. They roll down and literally just empty a trash bag into the parking lot. Uh, p- part of me wanted to follow them. But if you say something, if somebody's going to do that, do you think they're going to go, oh, you're right. I shouldn't have I done that. should not have done that. They're going to curse so at you. Sorry. Yeah, they're going to curse right. at you. You're yeah. the ass right. for saying something. Yeah. Even though they just w- was a total. And I, I want to, I need, bag. I need a better approach. Uh, maybe I get a sign in my car and I pull up beside them with a sign that says, who's going to go back and pick up what you just threw out? And they're going to laugh and, and go, laugh. I yeah. don't care. Uh, but, you're, you're, but who does that? Right. 
right in the broad daylight in front of me and dozens of other cars, right out your window, poof, right in the middle of the road. Who's going to pick that up? Couldn't care less. Couldn't care less. Other cars are going to run over it. It looked like a metal tin. Maybe it wasn't a metal tin. It looked like it. Mm -hmm. It could be damaging to a tire. I don't know. It's frustrating because then I'll see on the interstate, I'll see these private contractors we're hiring to pick up trash that these idiots think is okay to throw out of your car window. I just don't understand your mindset if you do that. I really don't. Put a put a plastic bag in your car and put your trash in it. And then, you know, every day when you get home, take it and dump it out. The, those, those grocery bags... I've got a box full of these grocery bags. Yes. How hard, how hard is it? You don't even have to buy them. Just keep one in your car. And if you, you know, if you know that person in that Yukon, or if it was you, I'm, I'm never going to reach you, I'm sure. But please think twice before doing that. Aaron, uh, they don't care. Nothing you can say. Uh, they, I mean, obviously, if they're acting that way, that's their mindset. It's this really? entitlement. It's this entitlement mindset. Someone else will take care of it. It'll wash away. It'll flatten. And I just was flabbergasted. You know, obviously it's it's not okay to do it anywhere. But I was flabbergasted to see you drop it out of your car window in broad daylight at such a busy intersection with cars all around you. Right. Like I don't give a crap. <laughs> I was going to say right. a really bad word, Ruben. Sorry. <laughs> but I I've don't. Got a, I've got a dumb button right here, too. So I, I just. I was, no, I believe I was floored. Me. I know. I know. I was floored. You and can't. I really. I want a hotline where I can take a picture and I can send. You know, I was like. I think my, there is something. If somebody knows that, yeah. shoot us a message on the Shreveport Security Systems message board and let us know. I think you can take a picture. And then, like, police have time to go trace down, well, a, I know. you know, a sardine right. litterer. You know, you've been, you were witness throwing this out your window. Now, here's your citation. Well, they got three shootings going on. Which, what are they going to first? Right. Uh, you know, it's just frustrating. Well, and two, if you don't, if there's, if you don't video them in the act. I know, I know. They can go, well, that, that can was already sitting next to my car when I was at that red light. Yeah. I didn't do it. You know, I watched I mean, them no do proof. it. I watched you roll down your passenger window and it was the passenger in the car. It wasn't the driver and the passenger's arm reaches out. Poof. They just drop it on the road. You are a scum. You are lower than scum. I agree. I It makes me mad. And if I was a city leader, it would, oh, I'd be so infuriated because we're spending millions of dollars cleaning up after your trashy ass. Is that okay, Ruben? Oh, excuse <laughs> he's me. Not, he's not jumping for the button. Oh, I'm sorry. No, believe I'm glad gotta, it's you and not me because I'm, I'm, the, no, I'm the same way. I wanted to reach through their window and just pop them in the head. But you're not going to change it. And that's no. what I've finally, that's what I finally come to realize. Mm -hmm. You can't legislate morality. Yeah. People, if they don't care, you're not going, they're, you're not going to change their thinking. Right. Maybe we changed one person today. If we did today, one person decides. I hope so. Let me get a plastic bag in my car and let me start doing it the right way. I hope. We'll see.
Watch out for the sardine can, though. Put that in the traffic reports, Ruben. Sardine can on 70th right there at Yuri Drive. <laughs> Aaron Buchanan, speaking of traffic report, going to update us on the construction in Bossier City. Lots of issues going on. Mike and McCarty, 1017 FM, 710keel.com. Let's get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. <laughs> this, is, this is awesome. This is hilarious. The uh, the litter bug issue. Oh, I'm so uh, you, you, I've seen it. I've seen them drop diapers out the window. Now, that's oh, nasty. That's disgusting. First of all, it's nasty, but it's not going to biodegrade. Mm-mm, no. I, I've gotten several messages now. Uh, oh. Councilman Jim Talaferro, also R.J. Johnson, the Director of Council Affairs, sent me an email. There is a phone number you can call. Are you ready? It's easy to remember, actually. It's 888 Litter bug, L I T R B U G, litter bug, one T, eight eight eight, lit L I T R bug. Oh, okay. Litter bug. It's a wildlife and fisheries number, and they apparently follow up. I guess you would so call them. So what do them. they do? That's the question. I'm going to call them and they find come and out. Shoot you. We have a new wildlife and fisheries secretary. I'm going to book her on the air. We're going to book her, have her on the air, and let's talk about this litter bug line. What are you doing? What do I need to send you? Um, do I need to send you video of them doing it? Do I need to send you just a picture of their license plate of their filthiness self? See, my younger self, I've confronted people like that. I've confronted them. I wanted to, Mike, but I was worried they have a gun. And, and it's like, well, exactly. Mm-hmm. You you approach somebody's car. Somebody approaches my car. They may be in for a rude awakening. Yeah. Or, or, yeah. or deafening. I was gonna. Fo- I was. My plan was to follow them wherever they were going. Were going, and then when they got out of their car, say, yeah. you know, I watched you throw that tin of sardines out at 70th and Yuri. Who's supposed to pick that up? Does but, that not bother you? Do you not? I mean, ask them. Does yeah. that not bother you at all? Do you have no remorse about doing that? Obviously, it doesn't. They don't. They don't give a shizzle (laughs) at all. Sorry, Ruben. Ruben's Ruben's close. Ruben's (laughs) butt cheeks were clenching in there. I just, you know, I I'm frustrated. But again, I thank you, RJ. I appreciate it. It's eight 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 Litterbug, which is five four eight seven two eight four. Doesn't matter. But I have. I am asking. What does wildlife and fisheries do about it? Yeah. So what happens when you call and do that? If I am a witness to somebody littering. And I send in your license plate. Do they send them a ticket? Is it my word against theirs? Do I have to have I can't video? Imagine them finding them. I can't imagine. I, someone told me a while back that if they get, you know, a few complaints against the same vehicle, they give them a warning for a couple of times, and then after they get a third one, they they do send them a ticket. I don't know if that's accurate or not. I'm curious about it. I'm just fed up. I'm fed up with when I drive home on sunny days and I see private companies out there picking up our trash. Sometimes it's it's inmates. Sometimes it's crews from uh, public works. But sometimes it's a private company that we're spending millions of dollars on to pick up trash from these shenizzles who, who think nothing who just of don't care. just tossing crap out their window. And then we want to... Bitch and moan about, oh, Shreveport's a dirty city. It's a messy city. Shreveport's not a dirty city. It's some Shreveport residents or people that are driving through that are filthy and foul. The city's not dirty. It's a beautiful place. You, the, the people that do this crap are the ones that are filthy. 
calm me down, somebody. <laughs> One of y'all got a Xanax or something? Oh, you know what? Today, seriously, oh. is National Irish Coffee Day. There you go. That'll work. That'll work. And mine's not Irish this morning, but... Uh, Maybe we need some. I'm, I'm, I usually bring you your coffee because I go and get mine. I'm, I may, oh. I may, uh, I may give you a little bit of Irish tomorrow. Oh, okay. <laughs> I might need it. I really might need it. I'm, I just get fed up with it. And I know, I know the leaders who battle this problem over and over and over again and who, you know, there's not much you can do about these nut jobs. It's and, sad. And that's the frustrating thing. There really isn't. Because even if you, like I said, you confront them, they don't care. They're going to laugh at you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shut up. Right. Mind your own business. Yeah. Right. You're you're going to be the jerk because mm-hmm. you had the audacity to confront them. Well, you know. You, if, and their if, hideous behavior. If you, if I mind your business, if I don't mind your business, then... I'm going to pay for what you just did. Right. Exactly. Some of us exactly. are going to have to pay for what you just did. Somebody's got to pick that up. It's not, we don't want it washing into our waterways and all that. I'm just, I'm beyond speaking about this because I'm so pissed off. I remember a video somebody posted of this poor guy sweeping on the sidewalk and somebody, it's in a city. It's obviously in a city. Mm-hmm. And a car sitting right there at the curb rolled down the window and threw a bunch of trash out the window. Yeah. At the guy sweeping. Right. There was a, looked like a bouncer. This guy was bowed up, tight t-shirt. He walked over to the car, picked the stuff up and threw it back in the window. Wow. And wow. when they went to open the door, he kicked the door shut and started confronting. I was like, yeah, there, there you go, dude. Got an interesting response just now from RJ Johnson, Director of Council Affairs. Thank you, my friend. It's my understanding wildlife and fisheries actually issue citations. Not sure how many have been issued. Intentional littering, such as deliberately throwing trash out of a window onto a roadway, brings up to a $250 fine. Nice. I'm going to get that new wildlife and fisheries lady. That's my next project. <laughs> I'm so pibby. We we do have Erin Buchanan from the DOTD lined up. She's going to talk with us about the uh, construction in Bossier. And all these big rigs causing issues because they're ignoring the uh, detour signs. It's coming up. Mike and McCarty, 1017 FM, 710 Now more breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. I do want to share this real quick. I love it. Treeport Security Systems message board says, I would love to hear what they do when you report. Talking about reporting litter bugs. Aaron witnessed one. Please get LDWF on the air soon. Aaron and I think a lot alike. I report litter bugs and constantly am reporting streetlights out. Shouldn't that be a Swepco crew doing that and not Jane Q Public? Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, so we're not the only nut jobs. My better half, yeah. I love it. Aaron Buchanan with the uh, DOTD joining us after the break. 1017 FM, 710 com. Back with Morgan McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. A 
on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline, Mike and McCarty. We've got uh, Aaron Buchanan from the DOTD joining us. Aaron, good morning. Is it a good morning for you? No. (laughs) (laughs) The last couple of mornings have been trying. I'll say it that much. Especially travel on I-20. So we've got we've got trucks, eighteen wheelers, and big rigs that are. well, ignoring or disregarding the uh, traffic warning saying do not travel into Bossier City to take I-220. To take I-20. To take, to take I-220. I-220. Oh, I, you, I see what you mean. Yeah, okay. Yeah, to the, yeah. The, 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 yeah. the detour saying take I-220, mm-hmm. don't continue on to 20. Um, right. What do you do about that? There are we've got it. We did get a post that I'll say that there the signage is inadequate. One of our posts said that, but you say that's not the case. I, I have to respectfully disagree. <laughs> we've got and we're in the process of adding additional signs. Um, but if you're paying attention, you'll see the signs. If you're if you're reading them and absorbing what the information says, then then the only other logical thought would be that. These drivers are just disregarding them and hoping they don't get caught. Um, but we, we cannot continue to have these type of incidents that are blocking, um, you know, I-20 for hours and hours and hours. Uh, what we're doing about that is, again, we're in the process of adding more static signage. So we have our digital signs that are up. Um, we're adding static, meaning the metal sound you see on a post that say no trucks allowed through. Uh, those will be you know, way in advance of the work zone, just like our digital signs are. Um, our law enforcement partners, state police, they're the ones tasked with enforcing this. Um, and now they you have say, been. I, I, we see the uh, police officers uh, parked on the side of the road as you're entering the construction zone with their lights flashing. Um, so that's not part of the enforcement. That's, that's, what, I was, that's what I was going to ask because they're not yeah. moving. I think they have to remain there. Mm-hmm. But can they call in somebody if they see trucks going past? I would, so. I would assume so. I mean, I don't, you know, that would be a question for them, but I would think so. Um, but their their job is to follow the queue, the line of traffic, if, we, if there is one. Um, during normal flow, we don't really have too much of a queue for that project, thankfully. Um, but so their their job is not in truck enforcement. That those are different troopers who are handling that. And so um, you know, I I would hope that you reach out to state police and and ask them about their operations as far as communications go to be able to enforce this. The sheer number of trucks um, coming through make it difficult to catch everyone. We know that. Um, but they've they've issued more than 200 citations. There will be more. Uh, you know, going forward, we've got a, we've got a couple years ahead of us on this project, and so um, you know, this is all kind of ironing out at, at this point. Aaron, this Aaron Buchanan a- with the DOTD. Today, we have an eighteen wheeler wreck on the Cross Lake Bridge. So your alternate route, and I'm quoting now from uh, someone texting us, traffic is hell right now. Is there an alternate alternate route? <laughs> Uh, most locals know how to get around. I mean, obviously there are other routes. You've got US 80 if you're going, you know, east west. Um, that's going to be your primary mm-hmm. route if you're on I 220 on the Shreveport side. You hopefully can exit at North Market, um, so you're not stranded up there. It looked like traffic may have been going around that truck. I'm not sure, because um, but you know, again, 
I don't know what's occurring with the operation of these vehicles, but we're, we are experiencing far too much impact to our system um, in the, as the, you know, with 18 wheeler crashes. We, we've been lucky too, Aaron, that these wrecks with these 18 wheelers so far, and we knock on wood, no one yeah. seriously hurt, but the clock's right. ticking on that. We could have some serious injuries with an 18 wheeler going through there and hitting another car or somebody else. Yeah, well, that's obviously a concern. That's the whole reason we put the prohibition in place in the first place was for the safety of everybody, including the truck drivers. You know, I, rolling a truck, I'm sure, is a completely traumatic experience for them, um, not to mention you know, the impact to our construction project, to every all the operations involved in cleaning that. So this prohibition, this truck ban, was put into place for the safety of motorists so we can keep traffic flowing, we can keep construction moving along. Um, and, you know, overall for the betterment benefit of everybody. Yesterday, I understand one of the trucks got wedged between the concrete barriers, blocking the entire eastbound lane or westbound lane. I don't know the details of that. The one I do know is the one that fell off into the ditch. Mm. You know, in the very beginning of this project, we warned people, particularly truck drivers, that these lanes were going to be narrow. They were going to be further narrowed when we moved along with construction. Here we are in that point. We didn't want to have to put a truck ban in place, uh, but it became clear that that was really going to be what we had to do. Uh, Our goal here is to fix this interstate. Sure. (laughs) We've got a project that we're trying to move forward and overall has been making great progress and so we can't jeopardize that dealing with continued incidents involving 18 wheelers we just can't do that Aaron, we got a message i think it might be hogwash but i'll 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 throw it at you and you let me know that some of these truck drivers can't read english a majority apparently according to this post that might be one of the problems hogwash or you think you know that they're just trying to find an excuse oh i don't know that it's hogwash there's probably some legitimacy to that however um if you're a licensed driver here you know the expectation is that you're able to read signage anywhere and everywhere and follow it Mm -hmm. period absolutely so you know that that's the expectation here we we obviously it's would be ludicrous to to be able to put up signage in all different languages. Right. I understand that that may be um, a barrier here, but um, you know, I'm sorry about that. Basically, yeah. <laughs> the expectation is you read our signage and you adhere to it, or um, you know, there will be consequences to yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Aaron Buchanan with the DOTD. Thank you. We know you're busy this morning. We appreciate your time. Thank you, guys. Appreciate mm-hmm. it. 1017 FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarthy. Get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. <laughs> you said something during the break earlier that made me laugh because I thought this must be a woman thing. Okay. You said you had to cancel a lunch or you had a lunch canceled and said, well, that's fine. I've got to go clean the house. To get ready for the house cleaner to come. Yeah, yeah, that's sad. My wife does the same thing. It's sad. She'll she'll like clean, and I go. The lady's coming tomorrow. I know. I know, but I want her to focus on the baseboards and the such and such, and not my clutter, and not exactly. Right. And that's what she said. Not my clutter, and that I've got to go wash my sheets. I'm going to take my comforter to go get it cleaned. Um, I've got some clutter because I'll be honest with you. I still have a, 
a suitcase packed from the the time I went to um to Oklahoma. I still have a suitcase that's not unpacked and it's sitting there in my kitchen. I need to take that suitcase. I have a I have a basket of laundry that I need to go right. unload that. Um now I'm not going to go clean the toilet and all that before she comes. I'm not doing that, but I'm going to declutter. You know, there's some stuff on my kitchen table and I'm going to go and, clean okay, that and, off. And I and I do kind of see that. We had Aaron, we had one girl she scrubbed. I came. I went in our, in our front bathroom. The shower, the handle in the bathtub mm-hmm. was laying on the side of the tub. The chrome handle. Yeah. I was like, what the hell happened here? Mm-hmm. She was cleaning so hard. Oh no! Not that it was that dirty. Right. Broke the broke the dead gum handle. Oh my gosh! My, my my the the little plate that goes on front of our bows. Yeah. Alarm, you know, I mean, both right. wave, I don't know what they used to be called. It was, it was laying on the, it's like, okay, uh, this girl, she got to go. She's costing us more in repairs. <laughs> I'm hoping this is the first time that she will be coming where Bo may have to be in the house. And he doesn't like anybody. He doesn't like strangers. If Yeah, well, you can be, you can be in the house with me, but if you get in my space within like three feet of me, Bo's going to, He's going to let you know you're too close. That's my woman. You need to back off. Love it. So we'll see what happens. Maybe tomorrow it'll be when she comes. Maybe it'll be clear and he can go outside and chill for a little while while she's cleaning. Because I'll let her I'll let her do my area and then I'll get out of her way and then we'll swap rooms and maybe I can bring him in the room with me. I but just thought that was so funny. I just got to go clean. clean the house, get ready for the housekeeper. That's terrible. <laughs> That's terrible. It's not like it's a mess. I mean, but I, but there's some things I, you know, right. I, I don't want her to see. <laughs> Plain and simple. <laughs> I mean, I've got, you know. I got about four pair of shoes sticking out in my ba- my bedroom. I need to probably put them in the closet. Right. Because it's just me. Who cares if there's extra shoes laying around my bedroom? Well, exactly. Doesn't matter. It's just me. So anyway. Nobody my... behind you. Oh, Lord. I, I don't know how I'm going to get funny. home, It though. just made me laugh when you said that. I was like, oh, my gosh. I'm not alone in that. My work wife and my my <laughs> home wife. Same thing, yeah. Same what What's going on? Yes, exactly. That You know, you just have you just have to do what you got to do. I'm hoping the rain moves out today. That's what they're saying. We might actually see sunshine today. Well, it, it, clouds may be breaking away. Okay. Said. And then more rain tomorrow night? Tomorrow, Friday night, more rain. And then... Uh, Richard Lowell <laughs> said that uh, next week looks like we got a dry, kind of a dry, arid. But then week he in said rain for Centaur. Yeah, not, I'm not, not happy good. with February, that. February third. Oh, not, he not says looking good. February third doesn't look good. Not gonna sad. Hope it changes. Yeah, it's a long time before now and then. You bet. We'll, we'll find out. Mm-hmm. Uh, make it a great Thursday. Tomorrow's Friday already. 101.7 FM, 710 Kiel.